Hello and welcome to the Locust and Honey podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Andrew. And we are two Reformed Southern Baptists who desire to speak the truth of the gospel to the heart of the culture. Today is our first episode, our inaugural episode, if you will. It's uh, episode one of the Locust and Honey podcast. Join us as we discuss who, what, and why we are. those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all of Judea and all of the region about the Jordan were going out to him. And they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath that is to come? Bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father, for I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the tree, Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn it with unquenchable fire." Well, good morning. Whenever whenever you listen to this, good whatever it is. We just want to welcome you to the Locust Honey <laughs> podcast. Um, this is a brand new podcast, so if you're wondering, how come I've not been following this awesome podcast until now, that's because we just launched. Yep, and and that's okay. That's what I'd be wondering too. But that, that is true. Andrew, tell me about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Andrew, and I am a worship leader and college leader at a Southern Baptist Church in Georgia. I grew up, I played baseball all my life, and that was kind of something that I Were loved Were you any do. good? I was, I was good for a while. I was on a pretty good trajectory, and then I ended up getting like hurt. Like professional baseball trajectory? Uh, yeah, I was... I was. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Have you ever struck out anybody that currently plays? I, I have. I have. Professional baseball. I do did. We, do you want to name drop? I got drop? to. I'll name drop. And Could we he, just say that If he, he plays, listens, he then you know the what? Yankees? Yeah. If he ends up listening, then we'll have to just have him on the show and see if he remembers this. But I struck out Clint Frazier in high school. He's an outfielder for the New York Yankees, and he was uh, he grew he grew up where I grew up, and so we were cross town rivals. And I got to pitch against him, and you smoked him, and I struck him out. And then Man. the next at bat, he got a hit. But well, it's okay. probably good for Clint that you didn't go into the. That's major true. Then he'd have to live with that for the rest of his life and continue to get struck out. That's true. So on this note of humility, uh, continue. <laughs> yeah. So my dreams were big. They were, you know, I was I was really wanting to go and play professional baseball and do that with my life. But then I got hurt and I was a pitcher and I hurt my shoulder. And if any pitchers are out there, you know that that is a... I hear that the shoulder is pretty key to throwing a baseball. Well, it is. It is. So it was pretty bad. And I never just, I never was the same player after that. And so I ended up really kind of struggling with that and wrestling with that because I felt like the Lord really kind of changed the trajectory of my life at that point. And at the same time, my my parents got divorced and I 
was just kind of struggling with my faith and struggling with the Lord and his sovereignty and kind of what his plans were for my life. And so I was around 15 at this time. I was in high school and I finally just came down and got on my knees and just broke down before the Lord and said, you know, I don't know what's going on here. I thought that my life was one thing and now it's going to be something else. And I, I, I know that I've been trying to take hold of my life and, and have my own plans for my life. But it was kind of in that moment that I was saying basically to the Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but I trust you. And so from that place of humility and from that place of kind of just brokenness before the Lord, he started to reveal himself to me in a lot of different ways that I never knew. And that's where I learned about, you know, his glory and how wonderful that is and how that that really is what we're created to do ultimately is glorify him and to worship him. And that is what really kind of changed my life. So on the note of worship, I go to college and I felt like the Lord was calling me into ministry of some sort, but I didn't really know what. I had a heart for music. And so I took a step of faith and I auditioned for a church down there in, in Savannah, Georgia, which is where I went to college. Ever since then, it's just been a door that the Lord continues to open for me. I've grown a passion for worship and and not just the music of it, but the theology of it and what it is and yeah. what we do as a church. And uh, liturgy and things like that. I have a passion for college students as well. That was another big thing that I did in college was I poured into my fellow classmates. So now being at this church, being the worship leader and the college leader, I really feel like the Lord has led me to a place where I am, you know, able to live out the passions that he's, the new passions that he's been given me over the past probably 10 or so years. So awesome. Um, yeah, that's me. And um, do you have any really cool brother-in-laws? Um, I've got one. <laughs> Actually, no, I've not. I've more than one now. I've got, I've got three. That's the other thing. I'm recently married, so um, uh, squeeze that. Yes, in. squeeze that in there. I got married in uh, last December. Anyway, I've got a brother-in-law sitting in the room with me right now, and his name is Matt. And take it away with your story. Yeah. So uh, my name is Matt, and I'm Andrew's brother-in-law. About me. So I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church, and really wrestled with just what church was and all of that. Um, I was one of those kids that. By high school, I had walked an aisle and said a prayer uh, and gotten baptized seven different times because I really wrestled with what it meant to be a follower of Christ. I knew that I didn't want to go to hell, and I knew that Jesus was everything that he said he was, but that just never impacted my day-to-day life. So I would uh, be convicted of a sermon, go down, say a prayer, go to a summer retreat, go down, cry with everybody, say a prayer for Jesus to change my life, but I would just continue to look the same. So that was kind of me through high school, just this really wrestling. And then I decided, you know what, uh, maybe Christianity is not cut out for me. Maybe I don't, not that it's not cut out for me, but maybe I'm not cut out for Christianity. I just, uh, I can't seem to be good enough and do good enough. I want to, but it just never happens. So after high school, I decided to join the military, uh, went into the first Ranger battalion out of Savannah, Georgia. And, um, that was a, a grueling training process. And once we got there, we were deployed um, most of my time in. And so learned a lot in there, but I also partied a lot. We worked hard and we played hard. And my time in the military was, uh, like I remember times when I'd be in Afghanistan or Iraq and we would get into these firefights, conflicts, whatever you want to call them. And in the moment, we were all hyped up about it. That was kind of what we had been training for and wanted to do. But then I'd go back and I'd be laying in my cot and I remember praying, God, if I'm not saved, please save me. Cause I really wrestled that whole time. 
with just, what if I had have gotten shot today and died? So I'd pray, Lord, if I'm not saved, please save me. Lord, if I'm not saved. It was kind of this repetitive thing that I would pray until I fell asleep. And nothing continued to change. Uh, I continued to be the same person that I was. Looking back now, I can see really what I was doing was it was self-worship. I was, um, I was to the point that I knew hell was bad and I love myself so much that obviously I don't deserve to go to hell. So uh, I just want to be saved and be in heaven. Looking back, I can see now too that it didn't really matter to me if God was there or not. It was just, that's what I deserved, I thought. But in that moment, I didn't really see and understand all of that. I just knew I didn't want to go to hell and I wanted to go to heaven, but God wasn't changing my life. So wrestle with that. After the military, my four years ended and I decided, you know what, kind of like when Solomon said, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. That's kind of how I felt in the military. I was spending all this money on myself, on whatever I wanted to do, spending it on tons of alcohol, spending it on clothes, spending it on all this stuff. And I just felt worthless. I felt kind of like the the hamster when he's running on the wheel mm -hmm. and he's exerting all of this energy, but he's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. I felt like that's what I was doing, that my life had no true meaning and no true value. And so I got out and I went home and I started going to the church that I had grown up in. And I decided that I was going to go to church anytime that I could until I either figured out, okay, I'm not saved and I need to get saved, or maybe I am saved and I just need to rededicate my life or whatever. And so I started doing that, started going to church, started going to any anything that they had, I was there. And this lasted for about a year. And one day we had a, a guest uh, speaker that came in and he was preaching on Judas. And what he said was, when Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me, they didn't all turn and go, oh, it's going to be Judas, you know, <laughs> because Judas had everybody else fooled, but not Christ. Christ knew his heart. And I felt like that was me. That year that I had been going to church, there's a lot of people that they're like, man, you know, Matt, he's really seeking after the Lord and all that stuff. But I knew my heart, and I knew that my time in the military, my time in high school, I had led so many more people away from the Lord than I had ever led anybody to the Lord. I wasn't an example of what it looks like to follow Christ. I was an example of somebody who was worshiping theirself and leading other people to do the same. And so I, when he said that, I, I, I knew that that was me. From that moment is, is when God took that heart of stone and he gave me that heart of flesh. He brought life into me spiritually. And then when I started reading my Bible, it was words jumping off the page that were applicable to me in my life. And I started to really wrestle through Bible words that I had heard growing up my whole life, but really trying to figure out, okay, well now what does this mean? How does this apply to me? So like when we're talking about faith, what actually is faith? That was one of the words that I knew, but like if I had to define it, I couldn't have defined it. So I spent a, a long time just seeking after the Lord. Uh, after I got saved, I decided I was going to fast from television and video games, which I had been doing a lot of both. And I was just going to spend that time reading the Word and, and things like that, uh, different books and commentaries and things as well. And so I did that for the first year of my salvation, and the Lord really used that to, to grow me. Uh, he started giving me a heart for the lost. Uh, he started giving me a heart for people that I had never even knew who they were. I'd find myself with a globe on my desk and I'd spin it and find a country, start praying for their salvation. Uh, and I'd find myself weeping over these nations and peoples that I'd never even heard of. Through that, I ended up going on a mission trip. First trip was to Zimbabwe. And uh, I went there and the Lord just, I felt at home sharing the gospel. 
with people who had never heard the gospel. And so from there, I ended up going to uh, a Bible school in North Georgia, and uh, I did the missions program while I was there. I went on, I don't know, 11 or so mission trips. Uh, hmm. Some were a couple weeks, some were five weeks, I think was maybe four weeks was the longest. But we went to Thailand several times. I went to Amsterdam several times. I went to Romania. I went to Iraq twice. I went to Hungary. Just a bunch of different trips that I went on. And and each time we would partner with missionaries that were there and just seeing how the Lord is impacting people all over the world with the truth of the gospel. And, and so really grew during my time there. I really uh, was challenged not just to believe what I've always been taught, but to get into what does the Bible say and why do I actually believe what I believe? Is it founded in God's Word or is it founded on what I've been taught? And so wrestled through that a lot. Really came out of school reformed. It was not a reformed school. I didn't go to a reformed church, but uh, through my wrestling, that's kind of how I came out of school. And then from there, I was an elder at a church um, that I was serving at. Did that for a while. And then I became uh, a member of another church where I led small groups and, and things there. And about four and a half, almost five years ago, became a youth pastor at a church where I'm at now in, in Georgia. And <laughs> my time at school met my beautiful wife, Tiffany. And so we've been married for 10 years now. We have three boys, Elijah, Ezra, and Judah. Uh, Elijah's seven, Ezra is five, and Judah is two. And he's a wild child. So that's kind of me. It's where I'm at. Uh, I, the Lord took that passion that I had for missions, and I, he really, we were actually going to be uh, missionaries in Iraq, but some things fell through with that. And, and so we ended up staying here, and then the Lord took that desire that I had and turned my heart to the American church, the American people. And looking back now, I can see why. But yeah, so my, my heart is impacting the culture with the truth of the gospel. As a youth pastor, I do that on a daily basis. I am I'm one of those guys that I don't think it's my responsibility to be the pastor of the youth. It's their, their fathers, ultimately. Um, but I, I want to come alongside the parents and help facilitate the the teaching and training uh, and the admonition of the Lord for them. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I try to do that balance. But one thing that I really push with the youth is the same thing. Why do they believe what they believe? Are they a Christian because their parents were a Christian? Or, you know, I go back to Jacob all the time. Jacob talks about the God of my fathers, the God of my fathers. Then he spends that time wrestling with Christ. And from that point on, he always refers to him as my God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's what I want my ministry here to the youth to be is that time of wrestling to make all these truths that are in scripture, not just things that we've been taught, things that my parents believe, things that, you know, people around me believe, but to really wrestle with them to the point that we come out saying, this is what I believe because of God's word, because of his truth, because of who he is. So yeah, that's yeah the yeah. short version that wasn't that short of who <laughs> I am. Yeah. We both have a passion for um, taking the gospel and um, impacting the culture with it. And so we've got some parallels with some people in Scripture in that way. Lots of people, actually. But That um, sounds conceited. Conceited. Yeah, me and Matt, we're just like a lot of the good guys in Scripture. Like yeah, yeah, Paul. yeah, no. <laughs> I'm right up there with Paul and David. And... Yeah, yeah, for sure. No. But <laughs> I'm we... just kidding. <laughs> let me just, before I get in too much trouble here, let okay. me ask about the name. Okay, locusts and honey. 
Yeah, that's our Where'd podcast. Where'd that come from? Where Where does the name come from? Why Scripture. is our podcast called that? Um, so I came up with that name because I wanted to find something super trendy that would search well in the analytics. <laughs> Good. <laughs> We're off to a great start with this thing. No, All I'm, right. I'm kidding. Uh, so Locust and Honey, so the passage uh, that we opened up with was um, Matthew 3, 1 through 10, and we, we see John. Um, so truthfully, I've always felt a connection with John the Baptist. When you look at him, he's this rough guy. He was straightforward. He didn't pull any punches. Uh, rugged, wore camel hair skin. He lived off the desert and ate locusts and wild honey. Uh, I can relate to that. I too feel like I'm an outsider in the predominant church scene today. I don't want to do things just because they've been done, and I don't want to believe things solely because that's what I was taught. I want to stand 100% on the Word of God. I don't want to stand on anything more or anything less. And so, like, as I'm reading this passage, several things jumped out to me about it, but one of them that I really want to focus on is John lived and preached and baptized in the wilderness. Uh, He wasn't in the temple. He wasn't in the big city and uh, the crowded place. And so when I think about that, like, if I'm John, according to today's way of doing things, if you're calling for the people of God to repent, wouldn't you want to go to where all the people are and contextualize the message to them so that they can hear it and believe it and understand it and it would be easy. Not at all. That's not what John did. He was in the wilderness, but he believed in Christ and he was faithful. And what did that lead to? In verse five, we see that the people from Jerusalem and all Judea and all the vicinity of the Jordan were going out to him. John wasn't focused on the crowd. He was focused on Christ and faithfully proclaiming Christ. That's, that's all. That's what he was focused on. God brought the people to hear the message that God wanted the people to hear. And so when I started thinking about us with this podcast, that's what came to mind. I I don't care if we have five people that listen to this and two of those are both of our moms (laughs) or if we have, you know, any, any given number. I don't even know what would make you like a celebrity podcaster, you know, like Joe Rogan style podcasting. Um, I don't even know millions of downloads maybe. Um, but that's, that's not the, the reason that I wanted to do this. What I wanted to do is I feel like God has given me a voice. Me and you, we have been talking daily, at least weekly, about what the Lord's showing us and things like that. We've been discipling one another. We've been pouring into one another. Hey, this is what I've been reading. This is what the Lord's been challenging me with. And, and I just wanted to capture that conversation so that it might be beneficial to somebody else. There might be somebody who there's not people around them that have the same theological understanding that they have, and they just want to listen to us banter back and forth about what the Lord's showing us. Or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, there might be some, some lost people out there that hear this and tune in, and, and, and the Lord uses what we're saying to bring life into this dead heart of stone. Yeah. So I, I really don't want to do this because I want to make tons of money and us quit our jobs. In fact, I don't want to quit my job. I feel like both of us were yeah. in the ministry. This is what the Lord's called us to do is be in the ministry. So we're not looking for like a side hustle. We're just looking for another way to get the gospel to people, right. lost and believers that need to hear it. We need the gospel preached to us on a daily basis. Yeah. So I thought that was a, a fitting name because it gives homage back to John the Baptist. And I, I see this being more of that podcast crying out in the wilderness. A lot of podcasts have niches. They can really dig down deep into 
certain theological truth. Other podcasts, they come with really well-known pastors and things like that. We are at a small church. We are faithfully serving the Lord as best we can and just Mm -hmm. wanting to kind of talk about that as we go on and capture that. And whoever it's helpful to, the Lord knows, and he'll let those people hear it. Yeah, and and I guess to give a little bit more context to that, we're like, we're question askers, and we're people who we want to see things brought back to the Word of God. And so, like, for me, I'm, you know, I'm 24, and I am fresh out of college. I'm new to the ministry. I'm new to the Reformed faith, really. I wouldn't have considered myself necessarily Reformed through college, and that has has been something that really has come about in the past year. And so a lot of the stuff that we're talking about and a lot of things that the way that our the podcast is going to work, I think, is, I mean, I'm going to have a lot of questions I'm going to be asking, I've, you know, and I'm going to be trying to get as much, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that can kind of relate to me as well in the sense of, well, and right. you too, but like, it, it yeah, there's... No, I agree. I don't and, know. And I think that's it's kind of, you know, we're in two different places. I'm kind of... So, like, I'm not an old man. I'm in my late 30s. I've been saved for <laughs> 16 years now. Very late 30s. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do, uh, me and my wife have been married for uh, over 10 years now, and we've got three kids, and so we're in that next phase of life that, that you're not at yet. And, right. then, and then there's people that I want pouring into me that have been married for 30, 40, 50 years that have kids that are in college, you have grandkids and stuff like that. And so I pray that our conversations can be helpful to other people as well. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and ultimately, you know, one of the things I think just kind of going off to about the need for this podcast, even the, even though we've already admitted that we aren't as theologically seasoned maybe as some of the other ones out there, Ultimately, you've got two things right now that I think are, well, you got many, but you've got basically things that come from the world that are preaching at us, and you've got things that are coming from the Word that are preaching at us. And We should do a podcast We should do with that. that title. We should. The Word versus the World. That's right. But, so, I, I don't know. My heart for it also is that the more that we can engage in the culture, the more presence that people who want to see the Word of God lived out than the Word of God upheld, I think the better. So, yeah. So, even... All right. Yeah. So, with that, then, who would you say that our podcast is for? If you were going to describe the target listener of this podcast, who's it for? So, I would say that our podcast is for everybody, but a lot of the topics that we're going to be talking about are going to be helpful to those who are in the church, those who are believers. And some of them, I mean, some of them are going to be helpful to lost people as well. I mean, we'd love for lost people to listen, but our kind of, you know, the way that we're approaching it is, hey, these are things that are going on maybe in the church or that's going on in culture, and this is how we bring it back to the Word of God. And those, So are you saying that lost people don't need to hear how God's Word speaks to the culture today? Well, no, I'm not saying that. (laughs) Make that clear. (laughs) Not saying that. But I think that I think that everyone will benefit from it. (laughs) There you go. So Yeah, and and I agree. I think um when we talk about who is our target listener, I just go back to Matthew three. You know, John the Baptist goes into the wilderness and starts Mm -hmm. preaching the gospel. And whoever the Lord brings is his target listener. 
that that's the same for us. Like I said, if if there's five people that this show is helpful for and and helps them in their walk with Christ or helps them hear from Christ that they might not be hearing, you know, maybe it's a a friend that one of us have that are like, oh, hey, Matt and Andrew have a podcast. Let me listen to it. And then they're they hear the gospel. Uh, our show is so. One thing that's awesome is the gospel is for all people. The gospel is not just until you get saved and then you quit hearing the gospel preached. We should be preaching the gospel to ourselves on a daily basis because every single day we have to die to our flesh. We have to pick up our cross and follow Christ. Yeah. You know, and so as we talk about truth of the gospel to the heart of the culture, we're, we're talking to followers of Christ. We're talking to unbelievers who are seeing all these things that have been going on around them in the culture today. And they're like, man, this just, it doesn't make sense. There's so much out there that people are saying is true and it just doesn't make sense to me. And so we want to shine bright the light of Christ into the darkness and and then let that light draw whoever it draws. Christ said that if I be lifted up, I will draw them in into myself. And so I just want another platform where we can lift up the name of Jesus Christ and he can draw who he draws to get exactly what they need to get out of this. And so... So that's kind of our target audience is whoever the Lord brings is we want them here. So with that, how can how can people connect with us? What's a, a good way for them to connect with us? Well, we have got our Facebook page, at Locust and Honey. So why would people go to the Facebook page? What do we want to do with that? Well, that is going to be kind of a pub for those who... Um, a pub, you a say? A pub, yeah. Like nice, the Reformed pub? Yeah, like a Reformed pub. Oh, but that's already been be taken. But Locust and Honey pub. Ah, so we're just going to... So it's a different pub, but it's... Yeah, it's it's the same concept. Let's but call it a, a watering hole. That's for better. For those who are thirsty for Christ. Well, amen to that. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. That's, that's good. Um, so our Facebook page is going to be a place where everyone is kind of able to dialogue. So we're able to have listeners dialogue and we'll be responding through it. And we can take in uh, feedback, take in things, maybe questions about future episodes and things like that. It's just going to be a place where all of us kind of as a locust and honey um, tribe, if you will, Mm. can gather and kind of be connected in one kind of group. Yeah. Um, So Also, they can follow us at... What's our website? Locusthoney.net. Yeah. So you can go to our website. It's got all the podcasts on there. Uh, you can also get these podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts. And then the other thing, if you would like to send us a, an email, info at locusthoney.net, you can send an email and we will respond. But um, yeah, what we were saying too, uh, with the with the Facebook page, if there's things that you want to just continue this conversation, you got questions, that's the place to do it. So one thing, if you heard this and you're like, hey, these guys sound pretty cool. They sound like somebody I want to listen to. If you could subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review, review yeah. that would be awesome. Uh, we have zero reviews. We have zero views and we have zero subscribers. So <laughs> it's going well. <laughs> Come on, mom. Help us out. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we, we would appreciate that greatly. And with that said, we don't have a, a pithy outro right now yeah so we will say um thanks for listening if you made it this far you're amazing and we will talk to you guys next week oh every sunday we will be putting out a new um podcast uh, on sunday the lord's day that's right so all right thank you guys and we'll see you next week